hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan, and we have on the line with a good friend, Bob Summerow, who is in, <laughs> uh, he's, uh, I guess, are you, oh, you're no longer the president of the Outdoor Writers Association, are no, you? No, 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 I'm now President Emeritus. A president Emeritus, okay. And we also, uh, you are a staff writer for Western Outdoor News, and, you know, you've got other other things that you do also, but you spend time traveling around, taking trips, sure. and writing about them. So what kind of I think I like your job better than mine. But anyway, we're going to be Bob, we're going to start off today with Alex from Lake Gregory, which is not too far from you. It's in the San Bernardino Mountains. And then we have we're going to devote most of the show to you and Bart Lamoth from Ross Reels. They make fly reels. And yeah, I know how product. much you love to fly fish. So great when we product. get to that, I'm just going to turn you guys loose and go get a All cup right. of coffee or something. But, <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, is there any um, any interesting things that... Uh, oh, i got to just... tell you, things are just popping all around. We're, we're having some great fishing in the Sierras. The trout are just on fire up at Crowley right now. They've all crowded into McGee Bay, and uh, the fish are just coming over the rails like crazy. Down in uh, the south, the, the bluefin tuna have shown up in a big, big way, but nobody can catch them. You're getting onesies, twosies, but they're over 200 pounds. Wow. Well, there's yeah, been some interesting stuff. We talked, uh, well, well, we'll cover some more of that, but uh, and I know down in Baja, East Cape, they had a, gosh, one day they had a 220-pound yellowfin come in, and then 40 minutes later they got one over 300 pounds. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then for the next three days they couldn't catch anything. <laughs> that's, and that's exactly the situation on yeah. the tuna. They're, you know, up here they're full of the red crab, and yeah. so it's really hard okay. to get them to bite anything okay. else. Well, let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back. We're going to see if we can get Alex on the line, and then uh, we're going to find out about what's happening in that part of the world. And then we're going to turn you and uh, Bart loose. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. We'll be right back. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust sport fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust sport fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Shasta Trinity Recreation Area is breathtakingly beautiful with all amenities, offering the best camping in California. California's largest reservoir, Diamond Valley, is just 90 miles from Los Angeles or San Diego, designed for an incredible fishery. At Silver Falls Lodge in Oregon, no need to rough it. Stunning beauty and first-class accommodations. Whatever your desire, CalParksCO.com has it. Join us at Via del Palmar in the islands of Loreto for a world-class fishing adventure. Compete for thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. Choose from three packages, a three-night stay for two in a deluxe studio room, fishing tournament fee, entry into the golf tournament at the new golf course, plus awards dinner. Non-anglers can choose up to four services at the resort's award-winning spa and wellness center. 
The Dorado Fishing and Golf Tournament begins June 29th and runs through July 2nd. It offers opportunity to catch Dorado at peak season with an entry fee of just $375 per person based on a team of four. All-inclusive packages that include meals and beverages, even an option with round-trip airfare on Alaska Airlines from Los Angeles to the islands of Loretto. Packages start at just $800 per person based on double occupancy. Come experience the luxury of Via del Palmar at the islands of Loretto. Visit us at Via del Palmar, Loretto.com, Dorado 2016. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Big old trout, Big just old as trout. cool as the evening shade. Well, I toss my line and I haul it up. I think I've got it made. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have uh, some fun people on the line. Of course, Bob is always fun. Yeah, um, a good time. And. <laughs> I know he thinks he's really funny, actually, and he really is. Yes, but uh, we also have Alex. Alex uh, is uh, um, the dock manager, so he's the one that really knows what's going on at Lake Gregory, which is in the San Bernardino Mountains in Southern California. Nah, probably one of the closest uh, Great Lakes to Los Angeles. And let's find a little bit about what's happening and why would anybody ever want to go to Lake Gregory, Alex? I think, just like you said, it's it's just that close. It's the closest to Los Angeles. I mean, anyway, it's probably 10 minutes from us, but they're not as, they're, they're a little more private than we are. You have to realize we're really open to the public, and that's who we encourage. And, you know, some of the best fishing I've ever had is right here, right oh, where really? I grew up. So. Well, you know, let's talk about a little bit about uh, the California, in particular Southern California, in the last couple of years had a real problem with water. Do you guys have any problem with water levels? You know what? We don't. Um, we don't have any kind of outlet, um, nor are we a uh, reservoir, so nothing's actually drawing from us. We oh. don't have any kind of anything going out. So that means um, once you get the fish in there, they stay there. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. Alex, now, now you're so close to the L.A. Basin. Uh, do you have any camping up that way? Not on our lake itself. Um, we have campgrounds surrounding us. Our closest one mm-hmm. would be 10 minutes from us, but they're not affiliated with us now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, give us an idea what you do have, Alex. Um, I mean, we're a 120-acre uh, facility. Uh, the lake itself is 98 acres with about four acres of swim area. Uh, lifeguards are always on duty. Oh. Uh, we have our phenomenal floating water park. That, oh. Have you guys you ever seen, like, the uh, the show Wipeout? Uh. It's got all the inflatable stuff people fall off of. Oh, oh yeah, right, right, right. Where they could, right, right. Could, so we got compete, kind of yeah. the same idea going mm-hmm. on there. You know, our water slides, all of our rentals are always available. Well, you know, one of the things you said, because you are not a water supply, people can swim in it. A lot a lot of the lakes that are water supplies, you know, they don't want to, uh, uh, I mean, cow, cows can do their things in it, but you're not allowed to put your hand in it. Yeah, because uh, we're not, yeah. Right. So you actually have full water sports cap- uh, capability. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. How and big is the lake? 98 acres. And what else is around there? You said you're not far from Arrowhead, so your elevation, you must be up there a little bit. I'm at 4,500. Wow. Yeah. It's beautiful. Alpine setting, is, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's easy to get to from, from anywhere. So, you know, again, if people are going to be traveling around, uh, yeah, especially visiting California, and you know, and you know, you, if you want to go to Disneyland, fine, uh, but you're not that far from them. So, you know, you might want to think about taking a day trip up there. Well, yeah, John, that's all well and good, but I haven't heard anything about the fishing. Talk to me. <laughs> we we stock privately as well as with. Uh, DFG. So we do Jess Ranch um, at least twice a month. 
Hello? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're here. Jess, Jess Ranch brings in your fish? Correct. Oh, they have great Correct. fish. They, mm-hmm. they, they grow some amazing fish. Do you get oh, some of the big lunker fish? They do mixes, yeah. We, we like to mix it up. We don't want them all to be that size because we would like uh, more of a a bigger quantity of fish as well. But, I mean, yeah, we do do some. I mean, our record last year was a uh, nine-pound rainbow. Pooh! That's a yeah. salmon. I'm sorry? I said that's a salmon. <laughs> that's a salmon. <laughs> no, no, but it was beautiful. And the year before that was 8.4 pounds. So they're in here. Um, but, I mean, you have to think, but we also have, I mean, beautiful catfish. I had a, a 21-pound catfish come in two weeks ago. Um in February, I pulled out a 12-and-a-half-pound largemouth bass on fly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so they're in here, man. I mean, we have pictures if nobody believes me. Just okay, now, you, I'm sorry. You said you pulled out a 12-pound bass on a fly? 12-pound bass on a fly. Were Can you, you stripping tell- a bugger or what? We were – okay, so we fish for the carp up here because there are carp, um, and we do it for the fight. And we dropped a uh, imitation carp fly. And all of a sudden, a largemouth bass jumps out of the water. and <laughs> Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's usually how you catch the big ones when you least expect it. Yeah. Yeah. But, cool. uh, you know, it's it interesting. The carp, actually, uh, I think, uh, Bob, wouldn't you say a, uh, a tarpon really is just a carp, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the, the carp are so underrated for what they're able to do. And as far as a sport fish is concerned. I mean, I wouldn't want to try to cook one up, but they're a heck yeah. of a lot of fun to catch. Mm-hmm. That's just and, it, yeah. And, uh, I mean, you could... Gregory, you say, has a good population of carp? It's not overpowering yet, um, but they're, they are in here, and they do kind of just prowl over the, the shorelines, you know, easily accessible mm-hmm. where you can actually see them. But it is all just for the fight, you know. Like you said, you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to try to eat one. Yeah, a lot of bones, but apparently they were first bred over in the early 1900s as a food supply. But, right. But... Uh, um, and you know something else, something I have never done, Bob, is catfish. Really? Uh, yeah, it's just. Oh, it's a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it, it's pound for pound. The fight of a catfish is an amazing thing. Is it really? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, even a two-pound catfish. I mean, which is our normal. Mm-hmm. Um, what people are bringing in, you you never know how big it's going to be because it feels hefty. You know, yeah, they're, and they're good eating. They are fighters, mm-hmm. and they well, are good eating. Well, let me, let me ask a question: Is it true that the stinkier the bait, the better it works on a catfish? <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yep, 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 yep. Well, I don't yeah, know. The, t- the toughest part about catfishing is is having the right bait out there and the, the patience to wait. Mm-hmm. But well, if I you think, can do I think that, everybody can do fine. I mean, we we mostly recommend this um, nightcrawlers. I mean, garlic, if you want to go that extra step, but and night colors do fine. You don't really need to do it. I mean, it's, yes, it does help if you have that stinky stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, a catfish, you know, I remember going to a, a restaurant in Texas many years ago, and it was out, right outside of Dallas by a few miles, and this place was huge. It was like a huge barn. They probably sat, you know, five, six, seven hundred people. And the only thing on the menu was, guess what? Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's yeah. all they served, and the place was packed. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. but I don't know something that eats that kind of stuff. I don't know. <clears throat> and now, it, you, it, can I ask you a question, Alex? You're trout fishing. Is it year round or are you seasonal? Year round. The boathouse is open um, for fishing and boat rentals and whatever else you guys need year round. Um, other than other than obviously you know major holidays. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. nothing really. Old Do you have rentals? Do you have boat rentals? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh, well, it's a non-gas motor lake, so we don't allow um, any sort of gas motor. So really? our rentals are actually um, all electric. Wow. Yeah, so we, we do electric trolling motor rentals. You can do your rowboat. So it, it would be like a, like a trolling motor you use on a bass boat or something? Yeah, exactly. There's 55-pound hmm. thrust. You know, you got your car batteries in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just for the preservation of the lake. You know, I mean, we it's it has no... Pollutants. I don't have any right. inlets hmm. 
from any that's kind of great. source. No, that's, that's great. Questionable. Well, it sounds and like you, you've got a 12 town, uh, was it bass on a fly? And you got like a, you know, whatever it was, a 60 pound trout or some ridiculous thing. <laughs> And then, and then, and then the catfish. So you know, it sounds like there's some. You know, you go up there, put and a line of water. Because you have water, because you have water contact. I assume you could do float tube and kayak yeah. as well. Absolutely, all year. Okay. Oh, and uh, before we put you off the air, uh, you work. You're part of the Cal Parks company, calparksco.com, and they've got 20-some operations throughout California and Oregon, so to go to uh, calparksco.com. Thank you, Alex. We really appreciate your help on that. It sounds like a lot of fun. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. Great times. Looking forward to trying that one. Okay. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we'll be back with you in just a couple of minutes, so don't go very far. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Lake Comanche has 54 miles of shoreline and three marinas west of San Francisco, known locally as Monster Lake because of the big fish in abundance. Lake Hemet is surrounded by the majestic beauty of tall pines and giant oaks in the mountains of Southern California, a majestic vacation spot. CalParks Company is your prime location for outdoor adventures in the West. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Join us at Via del Palmar in the islands of Loreto to experience an incredible world-class fishing adventure and compete for thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. The Dorado Fishing and Golf Tournament begins June 29th through July 2nd and offers an opportunity to catch Dorado during its peak season with an entry fee of just $375 per person based on a team of four. Located on the Sea of Cortez, known as the Aquarium of the World, the islands of Loreto are known for their calm indigo waters and nearly 1,000 species of fish. The islands of Loreto offers guests the chance to hook their next big catch, including striped marlin, yellowfin tuna, grouper, and dorado. Please join us for the Via del Palmer's first golf tournament on the spectacular new world-class golf course. Come to experience the luxury at Via del Palmar at the islands of Loreto. Visit us at Via del Palmar, Loretto.com, Dorado 2016. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico. Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. I'm going to go fishing. That's what I'm doing. Think about nothing, not even you. Catch me Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio all by myself. But I've got a couple of very exciting people on the line with us. And I'll tell you what. 
if you've ever thought about going fly fishing, if you're a fly fishing expert, if you've never gone fly fishing, you're going to want to listen to the rest of this show. Normally we do, you know, we're going to do a couple of different segments. Normally we'd have two people on and different subjects. But this, getting the opportunity to have these two guys on together, we're just going to do the whole rest of the show with them. So you could do worse without uh, much more ado. I would like to introduce uh, Bob Summeroo, who's a field writer for Western Outdoor News. And uh, he loves fly fishing. And, you know, he comes up. I live in Santa Barbara and he's come up and taught me how to fly fish from the surf. Um, And uh, and then, of course, we have uh, Bart Larmouth from Ross Reels, which, uh, well, I'll tell you what, maybe we'll have Bob tell everybody about Ross Reels. But why don't you guys just go ahead and go for it? And I'm just going to sit back and listen. Well, I can tell you straight off the top of my list, Ross is probably one of the finest reels out there and certainly the one I go to, uh, especially for my mid-range five and six weight. They're probably my favorite reels for that. Uh, in fact, uh, good to talk with you there, Bart. Well, thank you very much. And that's a uh, you know r- real high praise, and we appreciate. It's nice being one of the you know, premier manufacturers here in the U.S., which is kind of the big big portion of it for us. Now, are your are um, your reels made in the U.S., Ross? Yep, all, we yeah, we have a, we have two reels that are made overseas, and that's it. That's kind of our entry level stuff. But uh, everyone, everything we're known for, we're not, not going to talk about those though. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to talk no, about those. No. No, no, we're not going to talk about those at all. Uh, the, uh, no, the, what we have, our main line, actually, that's a real small part of our business. Our main line is made right here in Montrose, Colorado. And everything we have in that reel is made or sourced in the United, and sourced in the United States. So it's, it's a big deal, and our starting entry, entry-level reel is only 200 bucks. John, what you would not be aware of is the reason the Ross reel is credited as being one of the finer reels is the drag system. And it's probably one of the smoothest, most easy-to-operate uh, drag systems I've ever worked with. There are mm-hmm. a lot of different reels, a lot of competition out there. I mean, uh, the Galvin reels are pretty nice for the price point, and, and certainly the Sage reels when you get up in the big money. But for the money and for the quality of the product, that drag system is one of the best. Well, Mark, can you tell us why that is? Bart, your drag system. Oh, yeah, exactly. So manufacturing quality is part of it, uh, just the materials that are used. Uh, a lot of our reels are either Rulon-based or Delrin-based, and coming up soon, we're going to have some really new, cool materials we're debuting in there. Um, well, so you're uh, saying so your, I, drag pad, your drag pads are Delrin-based? Yep, Delrin-based for some of them, and Rulon-based for others. Uh, Bart, would you, mind inter- tell, would you mind telling me what that means? Sure, sure. <laughs> Rulon is actually a derivative of Teflon, so mm-hmm. it's uh, super smooth and elastic, never wears out. And so you put that up against a piece of stainless steel, and you have a self-lubricating system. You never need to put oil oh. in it. It's going to last you dang near forever. Um, and that's part of it. And Delrin is a uh, polycarbonate, so like a really high-end uh, thermoplastic that has the same properties. You know, in, that, in that case, we use aluminum a lot of times against that, and it creates a nice, even, smooth, friction-based surface. But it doesn't uh, it doesn't wear out and it stays smooth for the life of it. And that's one of the reasons we have the reputation we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. you know, just just in case people are are wondering, we're talking about you got entry level at two hundred, but your mainline reels. Give us a you know from a, it's like a three to a nine. What what kind of a price range are you looking at? Well, it all depends. You know, like say starting kind of that entry level from a three weight, which is you know your small you know small stream stuff. We're looking at about a. 190 and all the way up to 10 weight. It's only to 265 for our Cimarron 2, which kind of helps get you in the market. And, you know, the big thing is it's American quality. You know, so the, the 265 and that's made in the U.S.? That's made in the U.S., wow. yes, for the whole shebang. And well, I mean, also, salt, John, so good for you. Let me also jump in that it, on the salt water sized reels, the bigger reels uh, ate up. You're you're talking about a reel that's not as heavy as most of the others, and for that reason, uh, you're able to uh, use it longer, and your arm doesn't get as tired. Mm. So uh, whether you're using a switch rod, a spay, or if you're working a a, a single-handed rod, you're you're not going to get as worn out. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you know, this correct. is from from an amateur at, at best uh, f- uh, fly angler. You're talking about the drag. Now, when you're fishing for, uh, you know, say a one to three pound trout, do you ever actually use the drag? It all depends. It depends on the body of water you're fishing. Um, you know, I, I kind of cut my teeth guiding on the Delaware River back in the Northeast, and we'd have 12, 13-inch rainbows that would take you to your backing if you weren't careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it well, becomes John, very, John, very important at times. And just like any kind of fishing, you gear, you change the gear depending upon the, the scope or size of the fish you're, you're hunting. And mm-hmm. so if you're going for a one- to two-pound trout, then you're going to be dropping down the tippet that's super lightweight into one- to two-pound uh, breaking strength. So therefore, your drag systems and your rod have to be accommodating. And and that's why you want a really good drag system that's not going to oh, shudder. Okay, or stall so so you can you can crank you can crank it back, and well you know the big thing about drags I think the, uh, the 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 difference in quality is when you when you have a reel that kind of jerks. You know, as exactly. it and, and you know that's that can be a disaster. But if everything is just real smooth and you just tighten it up a little bit and it stays smooth, uh, you know that's really the big difference, isn't it? Yep. And what we do is we we call that inertial startup, John. And what that means is when a fly reel, it's direct drive. It's not like uh, you know mm-hmm. spin reel or bait cast or open face gear driven, mm-hmm. where you have anti reverse. If, if you're cranking on that reel, no line's able to go out. When you take your hand off it, that's when the drag engages. And the inertial startup is the amount of pressure it takes to pull line out of that reel before the drag turns over and starts actually breaking. B R A K, you know, like the brakes of the car. Right. Um, because what you'll see. Uh, oh, I see. Is, yeah. When you look at, when you look at fishing line, when it says you know pound test, even yeah. in tippet says your pound test. That is breaks or sorry, that is break strength, not tensile strength. So I can take a piece of I can take a piece of five pound mono, tied to it, you know, eight pound weight, and lift it off the ground if I'm nice and smooth. But the second I snap that, it's going to break, mm-hmm. and that's where it becomes important that drag smooth. You're fighting, you know, small trout on two pound tippet. If that, you know, if that all of a sudden is a real hard snap before that drag engages, you're gonna you're gonna lose that fish. Your line's gonna break. Mm-hmm. That's where the, that's where the smoothness becomes very important. Well, and again, we've talked about this so many times. When when you're buying a piece of equipment, it it the price, you know, once you purchase the equipment, five or ten years later, you don't you don't even remember what you paid for it. But what you remember if it works and does what you expect it to do, and if you know if you don't get the right stuff to begin with, you get a strike and maybe you haven't uh, uh, played with that reel for a year or so, and it gets kind of sticky. You get a strike and bang, it's gone. Then. Uh, the price is, is no longer important because uh, it just didn't work. We've been in business for 40 years now, and we still have reels coming back in that are 30-some years old. The guys just say, hey, service this for me. It's still my favorite rod, or reel, pardon me. Yeah. Uh, well, so uh, well, you're not even 40 years old, are you? <laughs> I, w- I wish that that's flown by me, John. Pushing that big four up at this point. <laughs> All right. Where 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 is Montrose, Colorado? It's the southwest corner. We're on the the western slope, as it's called, of Colorado. So if you, anybody's if you're familiar with the Four Corners region, we're about two hours away from there. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. And but, we're right near the famous Gunnison River. Is the oh yeah the closest kind of famous stream we have here. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna. What I want to talk to you guys about is some of your experiences on the water with the fly. Uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left in, in this segment, so I, I think we'll hold that over to the next one. But I know Bob just got back from Alaska. I don't think he's doing any fly fishing up there, and I know that. Uh, um, unfortunately, Bart, you know, because if he manufactures fly rods, he has to go field test them once in a while. So. <laughs> Maybe we well, can find... I, I did have the good fortune of fishing the American River just two weeks ago during the OAC conference, the Outdoor Writers Association uh-huh. conference at Auburn. And uh, while we were there, we fished on the American, and I had my five-way rod. Oh, really? I was fishing. 
and uh, just back-to-back wild trout all day long. Oh. I mean, nothing, nothing huge, but in the 60s, well, I, I, I should have gone. I should have gone with you. I was on the same trip. I had my own private guide, and it was uh, didn't I didn't do quite as well as you. Of course, I'm not the expert that you are. But we're going to have to take a quick break. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we'll be right back with you. Go to fishtalkradio.com with uh, Bart and Bob. We're going to talk some more about fly fishing. <music> Join us at Via del Palmar in the islands of Loreto for a world-class fishing adventure. Compete for thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. Choose from three packages, a three-night stay for two in a deluxe studio room, fishing tournament fee, entry into the golf tournament at the new golf course, plus awards dinner. Non-anglers can choose up to four services at the resort's award-winning spa and wellness center. The Dorado Fishing and Golf Tournament begins June 29th and runs through July 2nd. It offers opportunity to catch Dorado at peak season with an entry fee of just $375 per person based on a team of four. All-inclusive packages that include meals and beverages, even an option with round-trip airfare on Alaska Airlines from Los Angeles to the islands of Loreto. Packages start at just $800 per person based on double occupancy. Come experience the luxury of Via del Palmar at the islands of Loreto. Visit us at Via del Palmar, Loreto.com, Dorado 2016. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and uh, we've got a couple of uh, fly angler fanatics on the line with this. Uh, I one, you do. One, one that sure. makes the reels and one that uses the reels. There you uh, go. So we have uh, Bart Lama from uh, Ross Reels. I guess that's just the name of the company, right, Ross Reels? You got it. Okay, and it just so happens that uh, do you make anything other than uh, fly reels, Ross? Or uh, Ross? No. Nope. Make any? Okay. <laughs> Real Ross? No. Uh, me, me here, Bart at Ross Reels. No, we are solely a fly reel company at mm-hmm. this point in time. And we, that's what we're best at. That's what we're known for, and that's what we like to stick to. Okay. Well, Bob seems to appreciate them. Yeah, I got to tell you, it's one of the finest out there, and uh, one of the special things I like to do is to hunt down. Hatches of that. Do you guys ever have any special hatches up your way, Bart? 
What'd you say, Bob? Sorry. Do, do you have any special hatches coming off right about now up your way? Yes, we do. We have an app. We've got a huge uh, stonefly hatch up here that's referred to as the hatch. There's actually a movie made about it a couple of years ago on the Gunnison, hmm. and oh, it is God. beyond epic. Uh, you're talking, for those that don't know, stone, um, stoneflies are just an aquatic insect with about two years under the subsurface and then hatch, and they're about as long as your thumb, wow. and about half again as wide, Whoa. and bright, bright orange bellies. They fly all over, get in your hair, get in your face. They don't bite. Nothing weird happens with them. But the fish sure do love them, and oh you'll see the, the biggest fish in the river will be coming up to the surface to grab them. And so you're throwing giant, great big flies out there and watching fish just absolutely devour them. And, and what, what reel are you using? Off. Which of your reels well, would you be using? appropriately enough, I'm actually using a Gunnison reel on the Gunnison River. That's hmm. what we named, our, named one of our classics after. We reintroduced it a couple of years ago, and I've been using one of those uh, what out way? there. My uh, just a standard five weight. I also have a six weight um, on one of our new Animus reels, and that's another one that we we take out there to uh, chase those big boys around. And that's also where your drag becomes important, John. We were talking about that last segment. Mm -hmm. You know, we get into some of these twenty plus inch fish in nice fast water. They're going to pull some line out, and you've got to be ready for it. Yeah, well, and they have high capacity. These are large arbor. Yes, sir. Large arbor, and for for the those that don't know, John, what's important with fly reel, since it's direct drive, it's not a constant inflow of line. The larger the arbor, the faster you can actually retrieve that line, and it also helps reduce the memory so it doesn't get all coiled up on you as on well. The line. Mm -hmm. so well, you know, if you, guys, if you guys wouldn't mind, because, um, well, it's not that you have the opportunity to have to do this very often, but uh, putting the the line on the drag because you know normally you know you're going to be holding the uh, the uh, the fly line or, or just sliding it allow through your fingers is there any is there any tr tips or tricks you can say as to how you transfer that uh, to the reel you you actually kind of hit on it a little bit John when that fish starts running you just do controlled pressure as you pinch the line between your finger and the cork of the rod and as you you know with one hand and then you can reel and pick up the slack with the other or if it's a really hot fish just let him let him take it all until he actually hits the reel mm -hmm. um that tends to be my technique bob do you have anything uh anything you, you do a little differently yeah i try i actually don't hold against the cork very often because i find that it stubs out sometimes so what i'm doing is i'm always holding with the rod in my right the working the line with my left but keeping that pressure just perfectly balanced it's through your fingertips that's part of the joy of fly fishing because maintaining that pressure and feeling the touch of that fish at the other end of the line is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And knowing that you've got that control and then when you get it on the reel, once the slack line is out and you get it on the reel and then you're palming the reel just so and you're working that mm -hmm. drag, it, it doesn't get any sexier than that. Well, and, and another quick one is, do you always hold the, the rod up or do you ever point it at the fish? Never, never at the fish unless he's jumping. I mean, that's good old yeah. school, like you see with, mm -hmm. with tarpon, you know, bow to the king. But you always want to keep pressure on that fish, keep that rod tip up. If you point at him, he's got no pressure. You can just take that line and run. Mm -hmm. And the, the rod tip is where your your uh, shock absorber is. So that's where if he makes a, a jump or a run, if you have it up, the rod tip can absorb that. If you have it straight at him, it can't do anything for mm -hmm. you. Well, let's hear about some of your uh, some of your trips while we still have time for these. Uh, I know that uh, Bob was just was mentioning something, and then apparently there's a hatch going off in in Colorado. But uh, give us a kind of a couple of exciting stories, real quick. Well, I'll jump in with one, and then I'll turn it over to you, Bart. Uh, I'm heading up next week to Durango to fish the San Juan for the first time, and the excitement for me is that. You know, this is a legendary body of water that has uh, wild brown trout in it that uh, are just uh, in really? the 20-inch size range, typically. Well, a lot of bass in there, too, isn't it, what you fish for? Uh, not me, mm -hmm. but uh, I understand there might be. Mm -hmm. But we'll be definitely uh, really gunning for those uh, brown trout, and mm. that, that's what we're trying to do there. Well, you don't think uh, about fishing for trout in Mexico, do you? What's the elevation there? In uh, Durango, yeah, I I couldn't honestly tell you, Bart. Do you happen to know? Yep, it's right about five thousand feet. Oh, it is. Well, yeah, no yep, wonder there's absolutely. trout then. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep. That Southwest Colorado is just a great little area down mm -hmm. there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the the beauty of it too is that you get just about anywhere from there. So I'm looking forward to exploring. But uh, what kind of stories you got there, Bart? Yep. And well, what we've got, we're right in between hatches right here. That big stonefly hatch I just talked about is kind of waned. So now we're starting to get into yellow sallies, which are these nice little little stoneflies that the fish kind of go crazy for. And you know, I had the you know time just I guess it was Tuesday night. Um, my wife and Two co-workers, we went out and just smashed fish all night, had them up just banging those yellow sallies. And there's something to be said when you, you get on the river and there's a 30-mile-an-hour wind howling, howling, and you just don't even want to deal with it. You're like, great, this is going to be a terrible night. And then it lays down in the river, just lights right up, fish rising all over the place, and uh, you can take full advantage of it. It's one of those and that's special that's... times they know it's worth being out there. And you work in the dry fly on the yellow sallies, right? Absolutely, right on top. And... When they come and get them, they charge right off the bottom and sometimes come straight out of the water to get a hold of those guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I can yeah. feel it. Plenty, I can feel it. Plenty of, plenty of missed hooks, that's for sure. I will not deny that in the slightest. You know, they, they're going to surprise you. You don't know what's happening. And, you know, she pulled that out of their mouth quite a few times before you, you know, get some success. But uh, the special part of the night for me was we, my, uh, my wife and I doubled up at the same time. She, of course, caught the bigger of the two. But we had them both in the net and got a really cool picture of it. So that was, a, that that was kind of fun. Well, this is kind of an off-the-wall question for both of you guys. Uh, first of all, fish don't live in ugly places. And one of the reasons they go fly fishing is not necessarily to go catching. Uh, do you guys like to fish alone, or do you, do you normally like to, to be with somebody when you're fishing? I like to share the experience myself, but that's the nature of being a writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to get out with other people and write about their experience as much as my own. So that, for me, is, is half the fun of it, and seeing other people catch fish. Like on the American, uh, two weeks ago when I was fishing that, I was with Ray Ricksmowski of the, uh, he's used to be a uh, OAC president, Outdoor Writers Association president. And uh, Ray's 82 years old. He's in the front of the boat. He's fishing like a champ and pulling him up left and right. It's a great story, and I love to see it. <laughs> well, that's I'm I'm basically in the same same boat as Bob. You know, I really enjoy going out with everybody. Um, I always joke that when we're in the in the drift boat, which I'm spoiled enough to own, that uh, you know it's a team sport. As long as someone's catching fish in it, I'm I'm happy as a clam. If I can set them up on it, watch somebody do something great, that just make that just makes my day when that happens. Mm-hmm. And there's something to be said every now and then for getting out in some small mountain streams by yourself and finding some true solitude, but. That's only about 10% of the time for me. The rest, I want to see who, who else wants to go. Let's go have a good time and share it together. Mm-hmm. John, let me jump in with a quick story about sure. the American trip. I'm drifting along. I'm in the back of the, the inflatable drift boat. We're going down on this pristine mountain river that, that hardly gets any fishing pressure. It's a section up above the Auburn area that, that just has incredible wild trout population. And I'm indicator nymphing, so it's a little lackadaisical. You're watching your indicator, enjoying the scenery. And I'm just almost having a religious experience. It's so gorgeous out there. When the guide yells out, hey, your indicator's down, your indicator's down. Oh, my God. (laughs) I felt like such a creepy fool. Just then, my my fish (laughs) breaks water, jumps into the air, dragging my flies and the indicator behind it as I decide to finally come tight on the line. Wait a minute. So you never even set the hook. You, you just you, you just grabbed it and ran then. Still there, Bob? Yeah. I say sometimes that just happens. They like to hook themselves sometimes. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if we lost Bob or not. You want to call him back? And uh, we'll get him back on the line. But uh, Ross, give us an idea. You make fresh water and salt water. Uh, give us some mm-hmm. some ideas of experience with both. And uh, on the salt water, uh, tell us about the reels that you make and what they're for. Absolutely, we we make some, we make some larger reels that are designed to hold uh, seven, eight, nine, all the way up to twelve weight lines. So you can land anything on the salt from a small bonefish to a tarpon. And those tend to be two of the, the more popular species to chase. Um, I, I love it myself. I love uh, being out on the flats, and it's a lot of sight fishing. And for me, that's I'm a big hunter as well, so that's the, the appeal, is you're out there standing on the boat just watching for the fish to come by and taking your shot and getting them to eat. And so our reels are designed to be not only saltwater safe, but have that extra drag that you need to land those big guys. Uh, what, what, uh, we've got, go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say, we, we've got several world records that have been caught on our reels. Um, our good friend, Grizz, good friend of the show, Grizz, he's got a couple as well, and some groupers and some other things, but we helped oh, part yeah, the record for he a got, very he, long time. He, he, well, let's, let's, let, let's put it this way. He's got the IGFA record for grouper on the fly. Uh, and and it, it turns out it was about uh, 30-some pounds, but it didn't make any difference because no one ever caught one on a fly before. So whatever it was, exactly. he won. Well, it was one of those things. I failed to delineate because, you know, us, us, us fly fishing snob types kind of forget that there's other types of fishing out there sometimes. So that's you right. have to, right. to forget it <laughs> It's all one class of fish, and that's fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that, that, we're going to uh, have to end this segment on that, but you guys. But uh, main thing is, it doesn't make any difference where you are. There's some water someplace close by. And get out there. Try it out. Uh, we suggest that you get a Ross reel and, and try that out. Uh, take a little bit of practice. It's going to take some time, but it's uh, just just get out there and do it. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Appreciate you tuning in. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Shasta Trinity Recreation Area is breathtakingly beautiful with all amenities, offering the best camping in California. California's largest reservoir, Diamond Valley, is just 90 miles from Los Angeles or San Diego, designed for an incredible fishery. At Silver Falls Lodge in Oregon, no need to rough it. Stunning beauty and first-class accommodations. Whatever your desire, CalParksCO.com has it. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. S-A-N-D. EOS is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Santos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Santos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. There's a boat race down the river There's a slow boat on my mind Everybody's going like crazy Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. I just had to listen to Willie for a minute, so I took a little extra time. <laughs> Nobody says it better. Nobody says it better. Hey, uh, anyway, we're talking about fly fishing, of course, and you know we've done a couple of different things in different ways, and we touched on saltwater. Uh, but, Bob, you and I, well, you have. You were trying to teach me about uh, doing some surf fly fishing. Yeah. It's an amazing, an amazing thing to do, and I got to tell you, it opens a whole new dimension to fly fishing. 
because you're right in the water, you're working the surf line. You don't have to cast really far because the fish are in working where the waves are breaking. That's where they want to be in order to get the fish that are getting beat up by the surf. Mm -hmm. So you either use an imitation uh, bait fish pattern or what I tie is a crabby patty, which imitates a sand crab uh, with some orange tint to it like a shrimp. And I got to tell you, it's a it's a fish killer in the surf. Hmm. Well, the, the uh, what is it? I don't know what the numbers are, but something like 80 percent of the population lives within 20 miles of the ocean. So people that are listening, most of are, are pretty close by to it. And do you really, do you need a sandy beach? Do you like rocks or does it make a difference? Yeah, I prefer to fish on a sandy beach with some rock outcropping so that you can work some of these the structure. But generally speaking, uh, I prefer a sandy to a rocky beach. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the nice thing, too, is that if you have the right rod and reel combination and you're throwing a, a seven or eight weight rod uh, with, uh, I use a full sink rig, uh, you're going to get down on the bottom fast. You're going to be able to strip it clean, come across that sand, and uh, you get picked up on almost every cast of if you're in an active well, zone. Seven or eight, that sounds like a lot of reel for uh, surf fishing, isn't it? Are you, what, are you, what are you trying to catch? Well, you might catch fish uh, 15 pounds. You're, you're going to definitely get some six or eight pound fish on a regular basis. Mm, okay. Get some spot, spot fin croaker, a halibut. I get a lot of halibut. Oh. Uh, most of them are just barely legal with that. Mm -hmm. But uh, most of the time they're they're uh, the smaller fish, but you Mm -hmm. Getting a lot of them. And then, of course, uh, a lot of guys just love to get out there and get the barred surf perch. Yeah. Well, Bart probably has no idea what we're talking about. Actually, I have caught barred surf perch, believe it or not. So yeah. I, I am right there with you, right right down there by Oxnard. Mm -hmm. and, that's, uh, it, that's probably the barred surf perch capital of the world. I got a two-and-a-half-pounder about two weeks ago, nice. which is a big, a big barred surf boy. perch. Yeah, that's a big, big girl, actually. Well, I guess that goes to show no matter where you are, there's some water close by, and and fly fishing works. Hey, Bart, uh, what yeah. would you recommend for surf uh, fly fishing? What reel? Well, I think you're, you're right there with that seven weight, and, you know, a lot of times just a good old-fashioned Evolution LT number four from us. Uh -huh. Fantastic rod, super lightweight. So, you know, casting all day with that big sink line on it, you're not going to wear yourself out, which is good. And it's got plenty of drag to slow, slow down those those surf perch and even some big croakers if you get after them as well. Yeah, uh, my good friend Frank Selby taught me a roll cast with one back cast uh, to get at least 45, 50 feet of line out with that uh, stripping basket and the uh, big uh, forward-weighted uh, shooting head. So it works out really nicely to get that line with some Well, distance. Bob, when you're, when you're uh, fishing in the surf, and frequently, a lot of times when you're fishing, especially fly fishing, you always want to throw it as far as you can, and the fish might be swimming around your feet. But uh, do you try and get it on the outside of the swell? No, you, you, can't, really, you can't really anticipate that. You're going to shoot to the face of the break, and uh, what you're really trying to do more than anything is line management. Keep it from getting slack, keep it from running down with the rip so that you keep it pretty much in front of you. You cast up rip mm -hmm. and then drag it back well, across we, so it's working. We don't have a whole lot of time, but when you're in a stream, you know, you're looking at, uh, you know, the trout kind of or whatever it is you're fishing for. They kind of just keep their mouth headed upstream and they'll find little holes. What about in the surf? Are you looking for holes or any kind of a... Yeah. Oh, you're definitely looking for nervous water on the surface where there might be some structure below or a cut in the bottom. A lot of times I like to fish when it's full uh, low tide coming back in because I'll read the structure as it comes in and know where it's going to form. Mm -hmm. So that okay. helps a lot, too. Okay. Well, since we do have uh, Bart on the line, let's give him a chance to give a, a, a little bit of a uh, uh, information about his company. Well, so in, uh, about, in about 30 yeah, seconds. We'll keep it quick, then. I work at Ross Reels here in Montrose, Colorado. Make some of the finest fly fishing reels on the market. USA made, USA sourced, and built the tolerances that other people can't quite match. And as such, we have fantastic reels for both fresh and salt water. You know, so if you're chasing those barred perch, we got you covered. We got you covered for trout. 
And, John, if you want to try it, we got you covered for salmon up in Alaska. Oh, okay. That sounds good to me. All right, but that, that's not easy on a fly because they usually stay pretty deep. Uh, I'd like to ask you about how to do that, but we're running out of time. So, anyway, I appreciate that, and I'm sure if you just Google R-O-S-S Reels, then uh, you'll find it. It's RossReels.com. Is that right? That is perfect. Yes, perfect. Sir. And then uh, Western Outdoor News. Look for Bob Summerow, uh, field writer for yep. Western Outdoor News. And, and by the way, WoNews.com has the digital edition where you can read all of my cool. stories. W-O- the one about the American River. Okay. Western, okay. Um, WoNews.com. All right. Thank you, guys. we got to go. You listen to Fish Talk Radio.